Time for rolling. The right targets. That is one trade. T Tigers is still pretty healthy. Tries to jump in. He finds one. This is a big turnaround for Liberation X. They might get the third. They might find an ace here on two lost boy top. Surrey strike. It's not oh. enough. Because it goes down. He might go for Donna Twips. He's got to get one. He's got to get two. Lost boy oh. top. Lost boy top. He does it. He gets the two versus one turnaround under the turret. He lives two. Welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you Vainglory Esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis, we present to you the best in professional Vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Inglis and Crude Sloth. It's Time for Rolling How's it going, guys? Endless55 here, and welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, episode 52. Uh, on this episode, we will be doing our recap of uh, Vanglory Esports uh, weekend number three. We are getting closer and closer to Worlds. The race is uh, tighter and tighter for both EU and NA. I am joined always with my co host, Crude Sloth and Belligerent. How's it going tonight, guys? What's up, Endless? What's up, Belligerent? What's up? I am both excited and disappointed. Tell us, yeah, tell week us why. Four is going to be crazy. <laughs> I'm excited that in week four in EU, we could actually have a head to head matchup that determines who gets the world spot, assuming SK and G2 both win their first round matches. We'll see it in the semifinals. I am disappointed that there is no scenario where NA can end up uh, having a head-to-head determined world spot. Yeah, so you know that EU and all that other Week 4 discussion will happen on our uh, prediction episode. It's going to be pretty crazy to see how Weekend number 4 does end up. Uh, but Weekend number 3 uh, was crazy within itself, set, set up for that uh, Weekend number 4 with, you know, some... Last minute teams kind of making their their pushes with G two, uh, definitely making a name for themselves. Maybe starting to be the team that we want to see in Worlds. You know, it was SK before. I wanted to see SK. I thought they were the best team, but G two, you know, Dark Potato, Hundor, they're playing really well. So real quick, let me go and break down uh, what did happen in Europe Week Three. Then I will give our uh, fantasy picks. We will talk about who came out on top for uh, EU. Crude made some fantastic picks this week in EU. Uh, just some real, real great picks, right, Crude? Yeah, no. NA was my <laughs> definite better one. EU was, uh, I don't know. It was a little slip there, but <laughs> uh, I'm going to bounce back. Yeah, right, right. So uh, SK takes down Fnatic 2 0. Uh, Mouse Sports just dropped to G2 0 2. Clash does beat Calamity 2 0. Uh, Dynasty, they lose to a brand new team on the fold, Space Station Gaming. Um, before this, Crude and Belligerent were discussing which was clever, more clever, Space Station Gaming or Salty Potatoes. 
I'm a little confused with the space station theory, so I think I like salty potatoes more. Um, I don't, I don't know, space station gaming. Never really heard of them before, so it's kind of an interesting name. Yeah, I just like for everything. Some of the names just don't. I mean, like SK and G two. I mean, those are just orgs, but at least they have gaming and esports <laughs> behind them. Um, Calamity Reborn is just a name from a team that made it through challengers up in right. the VGA. Clash has that, that you know that sound like right. They're coming together for a clash. Dynasty obviously kind of speaks for itself, but and Space Station. I guess maybe it's technically Space Station Gaming, and they just don't put it on the up on the website as that because maybe it's too long. I don't know, but it space is Station. because their their tag is SSG for Space right. Station Gaming. Well, I'm not defending Space Station Gaming, like thinking it's like a really clever name. I just think it's better than Salty Potato. <laughs> Who wants to be a salty potato? Everybody in this game no. is a salty it's potato. Salty. That's why it's because they're salty. Yeah, Vainglory's <laughs> never mind. Too much salt in Bangalore for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. So semifinals. Then we have G2 taking down Space Station Gaming. Um, and then SK does take down Clash. So we do get to see that SK versus G2 final. Um, that is a really great matchup. Best of three series. G2 does go ahead and get the edge, though. They do take down um, SK 2-1. to one, And then uh, the third place matchup. Space Station Gaming does take down Clash 2-1 to one as well. So, uh, current point standings for Europe then is SK. They got, um, obviously, the amount of points leading up to the finals. They do get 37. G2 does get more points. Right behind them still, 3 points. Uh, G2 with 34. Space Station with 20. Mouse with 15. Fnatic with 14. Dynasty with 12. Clash and with 6. And Calamity uh, Reborn with 2. So, Obviously, all eyes will be on SK and G2 going into weekend number four. Like Belligerent already mentioned, I think Europe is going to be really exciting. Um, for our fantasy picks, uh, Belligerent does go ahead and get eight points. He did ride that G2 train all the way to the finals. Fortunately, he uh, tried to pick that upset with Fnatic over uh, SK. didn't work out. Uh, Crude, he uh, you know <laughs> thought uh, G2 was going to beat Mouse. That didn't, or Mouse was going to beat G2. That didn't happen. Uh, so he he's riding on four points uh, from Europe. And uh, I had a pretty good week in Europe. I picked uh, about everything right up till uh, SK. I did pick SK to beat G2. So I missed that. Other than that, I do get nine points uh, for Europe. So pretty good week overall for uh, Blitter and I. Yeah, you know, some of these teams, like Fnatic just keeps letting me down. Um, and then with clash and calamity i still just you know they're so hit and miss right so i just you know taking a chance there on Mm -hmm. calamity and it didn't pay off so clash starting to you know i was calling for them in the beginning of the season and they decided to show up at the end of the season just to make my life and my predictions difficult You know, we got to have some type of challenge in these picking. It's kind of fun to have uh, some series that are a giant question mark, even if we don't have real reasonings behind uh, why we picked them. Like we kind of mentioned last time, it was, uh, let's flip a coin and see what happens in this matchup. Uh, we kind of had that in EU and in NA. Um, 
so yeah, looking looking over to NA then, a lot happened in NA as well. We had the Cloud9 TSM to start off, or at least, uh, I don't know if that actually was played in the same order it showed on the schedule, but Cloud9 did play TSM. <clears throat> you know, that was going to be a big matchup to look to see if TSM was going to make it back to the finals to try to secure that world spot, or if Rogue was going to continue, uh, continue to be just ahead of TSM. Uh, so looking at our um, picks, we will break down some of these matchups. We will not get to all of them. Um, like I had mentioned, the first matchup, though, we will talk about is, um, or I will mention is Tribe versus Nova. Um, I think Crude and I picked Tribe in this matchup, and Belligerent uh, went with Nova. Uh, we don't have the screenshots for this one, so I don't know if Belligerent will just let you maybe talk about both of them in general, maybe what went wrong real quick, and then... Uh, we'll go more into our screenshots of Hammers and Rogue. I don't know if you can remember on the top of your head all the way back uh, to Saturday, but anything you want to say about that specific matchup between Tribe and Nova? Mm, I like. I vaguely remember the first match we were. It was one of those typical Nova games where we get ahead in the early game and we just end up giving it up. Um, I don't remember the comp. I want to say we had Kestrel, Samuel, and maybe Lyra. Possibly. I don't remember the captain. Pretty sure we had Kestrel and Samuel. Um, I don't, I also don't remember why we end up losing. Uh, I actually, believe it or not, bashed my head open on Sunday. And so <laughs> a lot of it is foggy at this point. Literally bash your head open? Yeah, literally. Oh yeah, I saw a picture of it. I, it was pretty. I, yeah, I sent crew to picture. Pretty of nice. It. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. Okay. <laughs> so Sunday is kind of a blur. I tried to watch the games, but because I got to come home early, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't have to work. But okay. Um, yeah, it was dozing in and out on Sundays. I don't. I rem I do remember game two. I don't remember what the comps were, but it was it started off as like this crazy game that made no sense to me. I even posted in the Twitch chat, like, what is this game? Uh, Cause we were making bad decisions. They were making bad decisions. It was just this bloodbath early on. And then we continued our bad decisions while they pulled it together. So I, was say, I feel like tribe just played really well all weekend, all weekend. So yeah. Um, I think probably the more the beginning of game two was just more sloppy from us, and as a result, it made them play some sloppy team fights. And I want to say yeah. it was like six to five at one point, like I don't know, four or five minutes into the match, there were like thirteen kills. It was retarded, but yeah, it was just we we couldn't pull it together, um, and, and we lost. All right, so you know that started out the weekend. Um, obviously, Nova, the team um, everyone was kind of looking towards. Hopefully, to be a team, maybe uh, make a push for Worlds. But you know, they kind of have fallen back in the total point standings. So, really, uh, Tribe and uh, Cloud Nine and TSM are the the teams we're currently uh, looking out for. Or Rogue, sorry, Rogue, TSM, and Tribe. But. Um, <clears throat> The match we can go ahead and look at, though, is Hammers, uh, Hollywood Hammers versus Rogue. I knew this was going to be an intense matchup. Uh, I was hoping that, uh, you know, the teams would definitely be out for each other's numbers. They wanted a 
definitely get this win. And so, Crude, I don't know if you want to look at the first match, maybe break down the draft real quick, and we'll discuss it. Yep, I can do that. Uh, so, Rogue's on side A, Hammer's on side B. Right away, Rogue, they go ahead and ban away the Kestrel. Hammer's bans away the Rhyme, which allows Rogue to go ahead and pick up Hammy's new favorite character in the entire game, Saw. He's, he picked Saw all weekend, I'm pretty sure, didn't he, or...? It was pretty close. I know there was a lot of saw play. It like it's really interesting to me because with those first two drafts, Blackfeather's on the board. Hammy has always yeah. been really good on Blackfeather, and Blackfeather is ridiculously strong this patch. So passing up something that he like we know him for, like a comfort pick that in this meta is uniquely strong for something like a saw that is strong this patch but still has plenty of counters on the board i feel like black feather black feather is one of those insta ban heroes and right. so i'm a little confused why rogue is passing over black feather that is a comfort pick for hammy for a saw well, they're so comfortable i mean they picked up all i mean every all three games that they played against hammers they had saw so they must have really felt something, whether it was with you know how how well Hammy was playing saw, or if Hammers couldn't do anything against the saw. I don't know, but they go ahead and pick up the saw there at that point. Hammers they go ahead and counter that by picking up the Arden. Uh, then Rogue goes ahead, or I'm sorry, Hammers bans away the Churnwalker. Rogue bans away the Black Feather that uh, Belligerent was just talking about. Uh, Hammers they go ahead and pick the Kroll. Rogue goes ahead, and they pick up Lyra, and then they pick up Alpha. And then Hammer's the last one. They go ahead and pick up that Celeste to try to counter that Saw. Yeah, I don't know if uh, you guys saw that picture that was on Twitter, but people posted I was on Twitch, I think. That's where people got it from. But um, starting all over, completely out-damaged everyone. Like, out-damaged Hammy, did way more damage than Hammy. And that's when the whole, like, start um, starting, like, calling out teammates, saying, like, I can only do so much. Like, he did all this damage, but his team still lost. So, I don't know. Kurt, if you anything else you want to talk about or well, ask... I mean- he had full build. I mean, he had 179 CS compared to Hammy's 156. So, I mean, while, yeah, he did do a lot of damage and did really well that game, uh, I mean, I don't know if we really want to get into that whole conversation about what all happened on Twitter, but, uh, I mean, I see what he's saying for that point, but at the same time, you don't call out your own teammates. So, uh, I mean, status, you know, he went 3-2 and two on that crawl. I don't think he did terrible. It just didn't end up, you know, I mean... Well, they actually won that game, but still, I don't know. Belligerent, yeah, you got well, anything about it? You know, it's it's one of those things, and we've talked about it a little bit over in EU as well, with Leon doing similar things. Um, it's just almost that that selfish teammate mentality that is never going to lead to good chemistry on a team when you have a teammate like that. I don't. The crawl pick is a little, I don't know, confusing for me. I don't know if maybe they just didn't want the crawl with the saw. I don't know. But I think there's better picks. Like, you know, you could go Celeste with Rona destroys saw. Um, Kashka, although Kashka and Celeste would force you to be double crystal. Uh, teams have proven that you can go double crystal or double weapon and still win. You know, things that give you a stun. 
Koshka has a great delivery system for the Atlas pauldron on the saw. Um, so in a comp like Kroll and Celeste, like I didn't, I didn't see the Twitter war. I can kind of imagine that I've heard a couple of things about it, but Kroll isn't going to get that many kills against a comp like Alpha and Saw. Right. Um, and Lyra so, yeah, sit there and heal him Kind up. of a strange draft. I don't, uh, the, the calling teammates out on Twitter doesn't surprise me. It's happened in the past. So it, it's a little disappointing to see, but yeah, I don't know. All right, so hopping into game two here. We got Hammers on side A. We got Rogue on side B. Hammers, they go ahead and decide to ban away a Rona first ban. Uh, Rogue, they go ahead and ban away the Rhyme, which allows Hammers to pick up that Black Feather Blizzard I was talking about earlier that Hammy likes so much. But uh, Hammy, like I said, he sticks with this Saw. He picks up the Saw again, first pick. Uh, they go ahead and ban away that Celeste. They obviously think that that may have been part of the issue on why they lost that first game against Hammers. Uh, Hammers, they go ahead and ban away a Churnwalker. That was, I thought that was an interesting ban. Uh, allows Rogue to go ahead and pick up the Lance. Hammers, they go ahead and pick up Arden, and then they go ahead and pick up that Kroll. And then Rogue finishes out with a, a Petal. So, you know, we've kind of seen Petal be flexed both ways with Crystal and Weapon, but uh, for this game, we do see Sibs going Crystal Power on that Petal with, the, obviously, the Saw. Um, Rogue gets the win on this one. What do, you, what do you guys think about this? Well, real quick, Evol... Have you really seen him like excel yet on uh, Turnwalker? Has he pulled it out, or is he still sticking with like the the Lance and Arden and stuff? I don't, I can't really remember if he has. I don't think, I don't think I, I've seen anyone play Turnwalker other than Flash. Really, no. I think Evil did pick him up <clears throat> week after Flash, like made okay. a splash with Turnwalker. I think I could be wrong, but I do recall Evil having some success on the Turnwalker. And Churnwalker and Saw is a pretty strong combo considering how much damage Saw can do to a single target and then you're transfer- transferring 30% right. of that damage to the other two. So I can understand the Churnwalker ban, uh, but I think at this point, Evol's Lance is becoming... Deadly. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's almost surpassing Gabe Vizzle's Lance, I think, at this point. Gabe may need to pull out the lance again to remind us how good he is on it. Right. <laughs> but you know, Evol, I would think they were even talking about it on in the in the broadcast that you know may it's it's starting to get to a point where you just can't give Evol Lance. But I've been saying all season it's getting to the point where it doesn't matter what you give Evol, he's going to execute on it. So, you know, pick your poison. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing with Rogue right now. I mean, Hammy and, uh, you know, Sibs, which Sibs is still playing. I don't know if anyone has mentioned that. Obviously, um, Pawn hasn't come back yet for uh, Rogue, which I kind of like that. I like seeing Sibs out there again. I think he's playing well. <clears throat> Belligerent had mentioned last week that, you know, if he thinks if Rogue goes with Sibs, they have a better chance. Uh, he thought, you know, Rogue was playing better with Sibs. But, um, you know, Evolve is Actually, always... Go on. Actually... I believe uh, they did make a switch on yep. Sunday. Oh, they do. Championship. Yeah, Pawn yep. and the championship Pawn came back. Game in. two. All right. Well, fair enough. I 
for people that don't know, I have been really busy and I haven't been watching Vainglory. So that makes sense that I was clueless about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, the games I did see was, was Sibs in there. So And Sibs, of course, was tweeting about you know his struggles and try, trying to get be- um, better for the team. But anyways, like I was saying, it's just really been Evol, Evol, Evol. All the plays Evol play or makes, like he really just allows his team to... He sets up his team for success. So, you know, we've been kind of seeing that pattern throughout teams. If your captain is, you know, really strong, able to set plays up for your team, you know, it really just makes your team look look like gods, like Gabe has been doing for Cloud9 for so long. So interesting, interesting to see how, you know, Rogue continues in the future, if they do maybe secure a world spot, maybe how they can perform on a live stage. But, uh, yeah, interesting to see Rogue continue with this all and actually fix things to get that win in game two. Yeah, and since that topic did come up, if you know if Rogue manages to pull this out and get this world spot, I'm a little concerned. Kind of similar to the way that I've been concerned about Mouse Sports and them not picking roles uh, with Rogue, not really just you know picking a consistent lineup to stick with. I'm a little concerned about how they're going to go in and look at worlds when they can't make a decision mm-hmm. about who's who's the better jungler. Yeah, hopefully all of them can travel. I mean, obviously, Worlds is kind of a bigger commitment being in Singapore and everything. So I'm sure with a team like this, they all do hopefully would all travel with. But maybe there's something behind the scenes. Like, we don't know who's going to go. So they're playing both Sibs and Pawn right now. Obviously, I don't know what's happening behind the scenes for Rogue. But, you know, that is something to look at. Obviously, Cloud9 and, you know, TSM kind of really been sticking with the same roster besides Pawn C being sick and everything. But... Um, that will definitely be interesting to look at going forward. Uh, so game three then, Crude, real quick. Let's go over that draft. Uh, does Rogue pick yep. Saw? Oh, hey, surprise, Rogue pick Saw. So. Wow. Yeah, so right away they're on side A, Hammer's on side B, obviously. Uh, they go ahead and ban away the Celeste again. Rogue setting up for that Saw pickup. Hammer's, they go ahead and ban away the Rhyme. Uh, Rogue goes ahead and picks up the Saw. Hammer's picks up the Arden first. They go ahead and ban away that Churnwalker then for their second ban. Uh, Rogue goes ahead and they pick up Kestrel, which allows Hammers to pick up that Black Feather. Uh, Rogue, they pick up the Lance, and then they pick up the Rona. And then Hammers, last pick, uh, that Kashka, kind of like what Belligerent was talking about earlier, how it's got a good delivery system to go ahead and put that Atlas Pauldron on that Saul. They thought that might be a solution to help stop Hammy and his Saul. But there was a video that... Uh, I think it was Humanist. He put on on Twitter uh, of Hammy stutter stepping with this saw, and I think it was in this game because it was with the Roan on their team. But his stutter step was ridiculous. I don't. Did you guys see that at all? Nope, I did not. Okay, well, you guys should look that up in your free time because it was. Uh, it was. It's almost like the game was like glitching, like over and over, like it just him stutter stepping. It was crazy. I don't know. Okay, so belligerent. Um, game one, Hammers does pick up Celeste. Next game's Rogue is banning it away. Um, is this Celeste really the Hammers' only option to counter this all, or do they need maybe some heroes that they can dive on top of Saul to get you know Atlases off and other things like that to try to stop this all? Well, I mean, in the past, when you when you think about traditional Saw counters, you think Celeste, uh, Catherine, Kashka, you know, stun comps. Because the two things that counter saw are stuns and Atlas. Uh, I 
what I don't understand in all of this is why Hammers keeps giving over the the saw. Yeah. Like, give him the rhyme and counter it with a sky like uh, Tempo Storm ends up doing uh, on Sunday against Rogue. You know, counter it with something else. Uh, Koshka, Reza, things like that can play into a rhyme if your jungler is skilled enough. What? Like, I don't... Like, I understand the strategy to giving the the other team something you know they're going to give them. Like earlier this season when we were having our struggles with Rogue and Rogue beat us like three weeks in a row, right? We just, we kept experimenting in our scrims with different comps that could possibly counter at the time it was the Rhyme and Jewel comp that they were doing. Why? Because as a draft strategist, if I know what you're picking, then I can plan my draft. If I don't know what you're picking, draft becomes a lot harder to plan. But on the flip side, if you just can't prove that you can beat it, or in this case, when Hammers proves they can beat it with Celeste, but then Rogue bans the Celeste, why don't you just ban the Saw? Mm -hmm. I don't understand the strategy to just giving them this comfort pick over and over. You know, at some point, you just have to say, okay, prove to me you can beat me with something else. You know, which is a which is an approach that I have used in almost all of the live, or I shouldn't say almost, in just about all of the live matches over the past two seasons. You know, Tempo Storm comes to mind with Hyde. We have always every team that I have coached, Gangstars and Nova, when we play against Tempo Storm, have said, "Prove to me you can beat us with something other than Kestrel." I don't care if we can counter it. I don't care if we think we're better than Tempo Storm. Even if they have Kestrel, you have to prove to me that you can beat me with something other than Kestrel. Right. So, at the, you know, especially when it's this late in the season and it's this important and Hammers has done a fantastic job of fighting their way back into the standings. And. At this point, I believe in the, you know, when, when this match was happening, there were only like five or six points behind Rogue, right? So prove to me that you can beat us with something other than the stupid Sopic. Yeah. You know, if not in the first two games, maybe in game three, but when they're banning Celeste, which is clearly a great counter to Saw, especially when you have starting all over who is you know, the self-proclaimed best Celeste in the world, and he's definitely one of the top Celestes in the world, regardless of whether you want to debate whether he's the best or not. If they're taking that away because they know that counters their saw, just take the saw away. Stop giving it to them. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. It's pretty simple, honestly. That's why I was just kind of surprised that maybe they thought they had other methods of trying to stop the saw, and... Clearly, Hammy was uh, played it well enough in order to, you know, get the win for uh, Rogue. But, you know, that was pretty much the story of uh, that game with, uh, you know, Hammers just not able to uh, do what they needed in order to get to day two. Uh, we obviously, we already talked about a bit. Starting uh, decided to throw a little shade at teammates, whether or not he uh, regrets that. Um, hopefully, he learns from that and, you know, decides to stick with his teammates instead of, you know, maybe calling him out. Obviously, him saying Evol's better than Chicken, 
Like, I understand that. Like, that is a true statement. Like, obviously, I think Evol is better than Chicken. But, you know, as Chicken's teammate, you probably want to do a little more of uh, supporting him than saying other players are just, you know, better than him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it it's it's like our picks. I'm never going to pick against my team because we go into every match expecting to win. I go right. into every match expecting to win. It, I remember going to the spring championship with Gangstars and we went in as the four seed. And, um, you know, after we made it past the first two rounds, everybody was like, yeah, this is great. You know, da, 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 better than expected. I, to hell with that. I came here to win. Anything less than winning is a failure, in my opinion, right? That's that's the mindset that I go into. And it's the same thing when we're making these picks. Now, if I wasn't coach for Nova, to be honest, yes, there are some weeks where I would have, you know, picked the team playing Nova over Nova. But that's not my mindset as a coach. Right. That's right. And it's yes, if if you were if you took all of the players, spread them out in a big pool and, you know, had a draft basically 99 out of a hundred times Evol would get picked over chicken and only chicken's mom is going to pick chicken over Evol <laughs> when it comes to who they want to be their captain. <laughs> right. Um, so, but to say that as his teammate is just, it's like, that's not what you do in a sport, in any sport. That's that's toxicity as a teammate, and that is never going to be the formula for winning. Yeah, so, you know, we'll see what Hammers, you know, does in after this season. Obviously, a lot. I'm, ex- I'm excited to be honest about this next season after Worlds comes through. Obviously, I'm excited for Worlds, but I'm also excited to see how things change, where what players may switch, what teams may switch, also with the whole 5v5 situation. So that's going to be hype. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously talk about that later on in the future episodes. But uh, for now, we can go into the second matchup we do want to talk about, which is Cloud9 versus uh, TSM. Um, Crew, do you want to quickly go over this first draft? You know, this first draft is uh, pretty much straightforward, I would say, for uh, Cloud9 and TSM. A lot of heroes we've been seeing them play recently in the past. Yeah, so first up, we got uh, Cloud9. They go ahead and ban away that Churnwalker. TSM, they go ahead and ban away the Rhyme. Cloud9 is picking up the Black Feather first. TSM is picking up the Alpha. That allows uh, TSM to ban away the Cruel. And then Cloud9, they go ahead and ban away the Rona. TSM, they go ahead and pick up the Kestrel. Cloud9, they pick up their famous Fortress. And then they uh, also pick up the Arden. Last picked up by TSM is the Lyra. Yeah, so the Fortress Arden has been that comp that Cloud9's been running. They've been doing extremely well with it. They haven't really been losing on it. Um, you know, they the Hammers, I think it was Hammers that was playing them. Uh, I don't know, whatever team was playing them like last week or two weeks ago, they kind of like started either banning away the Fortress or actually picking it. They were being forced to against Cloud9. So uh, I was actually kind of surprised to see TSM um, actually win this game. Uh, this these were games I did watch, and it was interesting to see both these games for TSM. TSM was losing; like Cloud Nine was pretty much yeah. winning early games. They were winning all the team fights. Uh, this first game does end uh, twenty two minutes. Cloud Nine ten kills, TSM seven, but TSM does win. Uh, you know they make the right plays later on. Best Chuck two and five does kind of struggle to be honest. 
uh, on surviving old school eight and two just like jumps on top of best Chuck every single team fight. Uh, I, I, these were these are good matches to watch and to figure out how a team who's behind uh, can swing it to in their favor. Yeah, and both of these teams, I mean, these are probably the two best teams at doing that as far as coming back is TSM and, and Cloud9, and that that speaks a lot to just team and synergy, right? That's why you never see anybody on either of these teams call their teammates out. Uh, that's team synergy, because the only way that you manufacture a comeback from behind is to have that synergy. It's easy to snowball somebody and pick up that win. Any, you know, any team in the VG8, if they snowball hard enough, can pick up that win. It's the teams that get snowballed, that get behind, but can actually pull it together, think about strategy, pick the right times to fight, pick the right times to disengage. And that's what TSM and Cloud9 are great at doing. I do have to ask, however, did you read that draft right? Uh, uh, sure I believe so. That, to me, is shocking. I I didn't I don't think I watched this match, but okay. So in the past, it, especially last season, because I I looked into the, I researched this preparing for our our match in LA against Cloud Nine. Okay, except for like week number one of last season, TSM always bans Vox against Cloud Nine. Mm-hmm. And for Vox to make it not only not get banned by TSM, but to make it all the way through the draft and Cloud Nine doesn't yeah. pick it. I mean, that all that's to me that is that is probably the most shocking thing that happened all week. I think I think old school may be switching to Blackfeather because they picked Blackfeather for him in game two as well. I th- I don't know if right. he's just liking well, Blackfeather right now. I think that well, goes to two things. I think that speaks to what I said earlier about how strong Blackfeather is. And I also think that it is uh cloud nine you know really experimenting right for worlds to figure out what they can and can't pull off exactly and they mentioned it on the broadcast that the old school just needs to increase his hero pool mm-hmm. well i mean also look at how big this meta is like how many heroes have been played like i tasty had said at one point like every single hero had been played except for one which was the grump draw so i mean look how big this meta is compared to other times you know we've seen seasons where it's been the same three uh, heroes getting picked over and over and, you know, the same bands like th- these drafts are, I mean, you don't know what's going to be pulled out in each one of these drafts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But on that note, I mean, you're talking about this meta and it, it doesn't matter like it. And that's to me, what's the surprising thing is no matter what the meta is and no matter what heroes are strong, old school has always stuck with his Vox. Yeah. 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 Even in the next draft, like you see Baron, so like I, I don't know. I'm just I just think this meta's so wide right now, wide open. Yeah, the Baron kind of flops. Unfortunately, best Chuck. He does a lot of damage. He goes one and six though. Yeah. Uh, again, he just kind of gets targeted by uh, Cloud Nine and Von C five and three on the rhyme. Uh, obviously, we might as well just finish the rest of these comps because we've already uh, discussed them. The game's pretty much the same. Eighteen minutes. Cloud Nine has ten kills. TSM has six, but TSM wins. Uh, best truck you know four items he doesn't really able to do damage early on to get kills flash was on that grace and he really just tried to focus on keeping baron alive as long as possible and there was a couple fights where baron is like you know doing his uh jump jets is that what it's called or is that a different hero's ability no that's baron okay right like he's 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 okay now watch it (laughs) he's uh (laughs) 
you know, he's using those abilities back to back to back, just trying to get off as much damage as possible and allowing, you know, Von C just to get some kills here and there. And that was all late game. So, I mean, honestly, these were really great t uh, fights by, or games by TSM. They're trying, you know, get to get to the finals again. They really need to get some, you know, you know extra points for try to get that secure the world spot. They're playing against a team like Cloud9. They're losing both games clearly throughout early mid game, and they win the late game to take the series 2-0. Honestly, that showed a lot from uh, TSM for me, and that kind of really gives me hopes that they're uh, starting to get in some of their best vainglory going into uh, Worlds. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, uh, day two is kind of questionable for them, which uh, we'll we'll talk about later. But um, still, that that shows a lot for TSM. I feel like. Hey, I have I have a quick question, real quick. I'll be honest, I did not watch this particular matchup. Did Vonsi troll? Did Vonsi troll in this match? Why? Because he has an Aegis and C9 went double weapon power. Um, he, I, he has no he has no armor. I mean, maybe he just finished the Aegis to have a reflex block against the the gauntlet gauntlet in the, the, the from Hell's Heart. I guess. Gauntlet. Okay. I mean, okay, I guess. So, yeah. So, so let that. me ask yeah. you: What in the history of Vainglory that you have watched? Leads you to believe that Von C has an understanding of defensive items. <laughs> Fair enough on that point too. I mean, let alone I just, let alone like, on a rhyme what? who gets fortified health. I don't know. He just yeah, he doesn't feel the need that he was uh, he needed any defense. Crawl wasn't doing enough damage to him. I feel like to really make his life difficult. Yeah. I don't know. I just can imagine how that voice com was going in the middle of the game. Flash X yelling I at Von C. I don't think Flash yells at Von C anymore because Flash X probably knows it's just a pointless, it's just a waste of his breath. Like, well, and and I wonder, and I, and I don't have the answer, but I wonder if there is some mathematical thing that says like the Aegis cuts down on the smite. Oh yeah, that's true. or something like that. That can yeah, see, actually know, hurt the no. rhyme. Um, I I have personally never like delved into into the, the abilities and stuff like that to see like how much it would cut down on a smite or something. Um, but it also could just be for the reflex block, you know, to block the from hell's heart. Um, and it, it, if you're gonna build a reflex block, you might as well finish it off, right? Right. It gives yeah, you but why not finish your boot or sell your health pot and get right, more? But you, I don't know. You also have to remember that Aegis gives a certain amount of armor as well. Yeah. I don't think... I think it's the same amount of... Something wants me to say it's the same amount of armor as uh, Atlas, but I think that's wrong. But it does give you... A, 35, a, a, I believe. I don't know why that number just popped so, in my head. Yeah, it does give you an amount of armor as well. So there is, there is also that. So you get the reflex and you do get some armor and rhyme doesn't need a whole lot when you have fortified health. Also, do you, do you have the screenshot in front of you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. What's up? Did they went double weapon? Did they build bone saw? Uh, nope. Uh, nope. No bone saw. Okay. I was going to say, you oh. know, uh, the more armor you have, the more bone saw affects you. So, yeah, uh, but that's not it. I don't know. But I, I would guess that it's because he built a reflex block and finishing off the Aegis, you know, gives you extra defensive stats. But you also have to take that reflex block somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he's probably 
I mean, the Crucible would obviously just give you more health. So, I mean, he may not need the health because of his fortified, the fortified health he gets from his, you know, from being Rhyme anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot involved in it. Just the simple answer just could be Fonsi and he doesn't care. Like, he just didn't care at that point. Right. He was 5-3. and three. He did enough damage. It was surviving long enough. Because, you know, Crawl just has a breaking point. And then uh, Old School really was just annoying best Chuck most of the game anyway. So, uh, Fonsi probably didn't really feel threatened that much by Old School anyway. So, um, you know, TSM is able to win that 2-0 to to go on to uh, uh, day number 2, uh, Cloud9. You know, I would say they're struggling, but honestly, like Belligerent said, and, you know, what we just kind of mentioned is, you know, Vox hasn't been on the board for Cloud9. They're not pulling out heroes and comps they are comfortable with. They're trying to put themselves in a difficult place to experience heroes and figure out things they need to do for Worlds. So, you know. Here's the other thing, though, that we need to watch out for that I'm just going to put out here is that Cloud9 has really been struggling the past few weeks. We haven't seen any dominant performances out of them. And while I understand that they have their world spot locked up and they're experimenting, uh, you know, any any like football fans out there, you know, you like you see the the Colts with Peyton Manning was were notorious for this, right? They would lock up their their spot in the playoffs so early in the season and then like the last two or three games they would just like not start anybody. And then you go into the playoffs and you get blown out because you're, you're rusty. Not, yeah, you're rusty. You're not firing on all cylinders. And Cloud9, if they're still experimenting, they're seriously losing some opportunities to start getting themselves back in gear for Worlds. And that concerns me a little bit that they went from being so dominant in the first split to... You know, when was the last time we saw them in the finals? Yeah, it's been. Have we seen them in the finals at all in split two? No, no, no. It's like they lost. They got destroyed at mobile masters and they've been getting beat ever since. Right. You know, I know they made it to the semis because they beat us last week. I think it was last week, but they just have not been this dominant cloud nine that we're used to and it concerns me a little bit about whether they're going to be rusty whether they're going to be you know this the you know the the team that finally upset you know rocks armada and and things of that nature when they're spending so much time just being bad yeah <laughs> for lack of a better term so you know i hopefully we'll we'll come out and see them just you know, destroy everybody in this last week and restore our faith in the Cloud9. Yeah, so, I mean, Cloud9 obviously always does well on stage together. So, you know, still looking for them to show up at Worlds and maybe surprise some people with how well they play. Um, the last match for day one we did not mention is Tempo versus Gangstars. Uh, Gangstars does let Belligerent and I down. We really had faith uh, in them. You know, we thought they were going to win. Uh, told you. A you know, after they almost beat Rogue last, you know, the week before... Like I was so confident. Tempo Storm hadn't looked convincing even in the slightest against anybody. You know, what I mean, we beat them with a triple shatter glass jewel in the lane. <laughs> I mean, like Tempo Storm hasn't shown us any promise at all, and then Gangstars just like decides they're not going to show up, and it was so disappointing. Yeah, they took a game off Tempo, but Tempo uh, clearly must have just played better. Again, I didn't watch it, so it was a, a rough weekend for me to watch Fangler. So, Crude, you're going to have to carry Belligerent and I for these semifinals. 
Uh, you're going to have to be our source of information. Are, are you prepared for that? Uh, I'll do my best. I'm probably not up to your standards, but I mean, that's pretty hard to achieve. So Mine or belligerent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a valid point. <laughs> All right, so the first game for... Uh, me which one we're starting with? Well, we can start with uh, the TSM and Tribe if we want. We kind of mentioned that Tribe uh, does 2-0 temp, or Tribe does 2-0 TSM, and I was, you know, since I didn't watch it, to me, I'm like, wait a minute. We just saw TSM play decently well and get some come from behind wins against Cloud9. What happened against Stripe? Did, did DNZO just play Saw the whole time? Is that what we had? Uh, we, we did see him say play Saw in the first game, and he did not play in the second game, the Saw. But, I mean, basically what it comes down to is NA is the new EU, where every week it's just a new shakeup, other than Gangstars and Tempo. But, you know, anyone can win, man. I mean, it's just yeah, it's a, well, it's a and- battlefield out there. If you think about it, though, I mean, Tribe was supposed to be this, like, godsend, right? Everybody was was hyped up on how Tribe was supposed to be. I was high on them. Right. So, I mean, they do have the potential. I mean, we're talking Zio, who is a great laner, and I still don't necessarily understand why exactly, but for some reason, he just does so much better on a stage than he does behind a computer screen. But at the same time, well... What were we just talking about with Cloud9? They haven't been performing. They haven't been performing. Look at TSM. This whole season has been a struggle for them. Yeah, I, yeah. I think... You know, it's they, they came out and they dominated in multiple masters. And for like the first week or two of Split 2, they, they, looked, early really str- yeah, they looked really strong. Yeah. And then they've just been... And we're even... You're even talking about the TSM Cloud Nine game where TSM was behind in both games, and Best Chuck is like one in six in both games, and Von C is building Aegis when there's only weapon power on the other team. Yeah. I mean, they just haven't looked like the world dominating TSM that we've seen in the past, and so it. it I mean, it doesn't surprise me that a team like Tribe, who is still within striking distance, believe it or not of getting that world spot is you know it's kind of like we've seen this from hammers in the past before too if you remember back to i believe it was last season when they were in challenge battles and then like after challenge they dominate in challenge battles they come back from challenge battles and just like take over the world um you know, we've seen teams just kind of like flip this switch, and a lot of times it's too late, especially in a season like this where you like getting the first spot is your only guarantee. All right, you want me to jump in this draft, or are we what are we doing with that? Well, um, <clears throat> game one, Tribe picked up the Saw and the Alpha, and they pretty much yep. um, kind of dominated against Cloud Nine. You know, we see uh, Von C play that crystal powered Black Feather, you know, just didn't really work out. So, um, I don't know, really not much more to discuss. I think most of these games can just be kind of summarized because they're all two O's except for the Rogue and Tempo Storm game. I mean, Dinzio did play a triple Tyrant's uh, Saw, so that was pretty interesting. I know I saw some tweets about, finally, the correct Saw build. I don't really know what the correct Saw build is, but triple Tyrant's and a Sorrow Blade <laughs> sounds like a lot of damage. Yikes. You think? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next game, TSM doesn't really change much. Uh, they still have the, um, you know, the the Lyra and the the, the Kestrel on their team. Um, they do. T- Tribe doesn't pick up the soft. Kind of surprising there, but they just go with the the Black Feather and the Baptiste. 
I was kind of surprised to see Baptiste do um, yeah. as well, you know. Big meta. Remember that. Yeah. So, I mean, Belligerent had talked about Baptiste, about how uh, the new clockwork, right? The more times you basically land your abilities, the quicker you're going to get Fearsome Shade up. It's kind of like you're just, if you have an Echo as well, you're getting Fearsome Shade up like an insane amount of times, like maybe twice in one team fight if it lasts long enough. Yeah, it's it's the new clockwork works really well on heroes that have a long and powerful ultimate and the other two abilities that they can just spam like Batiste can spam his bad mojo and his ordained. And then he has this really dominant ultimate. Uh, Kestrel is another one. The uh, crystal Kestrel Scarf. can take advantage. Um, yeah. I mean, you could throw scarf in there. I don't think of his ultimate as, like game changing as some of the other ultimates, it is pretty powerful. Yeah. But with you know, unless you're going like Dragon's Eye, where you can get those stacks, like we used to see on the the Broken Myth scarf, not quite as impactful as you know what I'm thinking about. But like Alpha can, you know, mm, you go yeah. aftershock and Clockwork on Alpha, she becomes almost unkillable because by the time you kill her the second time, she has used her core charge on you so many times that the the termination protocol is up and ready to go again right. and things of that nature. So uh, Crystal, Crystal Alpha is really fun to play right now. So heroes that have spammable abilities and then a just a powerful uh, ultimate are, are really love the new clockwork. Yeah, so we do see, um, you know, two tigers uh, go five and zero. Oh. Um, Max Green four and three did a good job carrying on that Arden. Not really, because DNZO goes nine and one does just find himself. So really, Tribe kind of dominated. I don't really know what happened to TSM from day one to day two. <clears throat> you know, clearly Best Chuck went zero and nine. Ouch. Yeah, Best Chuck. I don't think he went positive once this weekend. Then uh, that's kind of crazy to see. He's uh. Maybe he needs to be uh, fixing some things going into the last the last weekend. So uh, TSM does drop 0-2. I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I um, agree. You know, the the next matchup is uh, Tempo Storm in day two. Uh, that's kind of a, a first, right? That's definitely a first. Um, Wait, first did you say for... Tempo Storm in day two? I, yeah. That was correct. Uh, first time I'm not <laughs> wrong. I actually am right on that. Took us six weeks to finally see Tempo Storm in day <laughs> six two. Weeks. Well, you know, six seasons. Better late Man. than never. Frankly, that would have been said about Gangstars as well if Gangstars had beat Tempo Storm. So this yeah. is true. So um, Tempo Rogue does the most rogue thing possible and loses game one. I guess we can actually break down that one and then we'll maybe just review the next two. But uh, since Tempo does kind of win that first game, you know that's. Doesn't really normally in Vanglory if a team wins the first game, you're like, oh, maybe they are going to win this. There's, I don't know. I feel like there's not as many, you know, quote unquote reverse sweeps um, as there no, are. No, we can't say that. Yeah, whatever. No. Nope. Um, but Rogue always likes to do that. They always like to lose the first game and then let's just adapt and just do something we're used to for the next two. Well, Tempo Storm did their homework and they banned away the saw. So of course Rogue didn't Hammy didn't have his saw, and that's the reason they lost. Or what Bloodrunner said earlier and says just give them rhyme and counter it. Ban saw, give them rhyme and counter it. And that's exactly what they did. That could be too. Kind of a Yeah, they did. They picked up the sky to counter the rhyme. And I gotta be honest, you know, after watching this match, um 
I was actually kind of excited about the tempo storm that we saw. This they reminded me of the tempo storm, the the tempo storm we've seen since they've come into Vainglory, where they've always been kind of inconsistent. But there are some weeks where they look really dominant and uh, almost like a fanatic, right? Uh, other weeks they just look like, "What the hell are you doing?" And some weeks they just, you know, they go off and they win. And so I really thought that they were putting something together because Hyde on the sky was phenomenal with his positioning. Their team fights were just so clean and they just really dominated Rogue. And then they forgot how to play again. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing. We've seen Hyde and Gatsby, you know, they've had some good some good showings. They just haven't had a good showing as a team as a whole. Play uh Playboy Afro. You know, he's kind of been in the scene since Lost Boy. I uh, kind of left to do some things for Tempo and never really came back. So, you know, looking at Tempo, I do like the roster. I think if they stick together, uh, they could be a pretty good team. So I'm not quite ready to say, yeah, I'm ready for a challenger team to come in and take over for them. Uh, we've already had a long discussion about that, so I don't necessarily want to get into that. But I don't know. I still, I'm not completely uh, trash-talking Tempo and saying they're, even though they are obviously a bad team this split, uh, I don't know if I really want to see them leave yet. I'm, I'm still holding on to them maybe for the next season over the after the new year and everything. All right, Crude, Crude, go ahead if you want to. What's up? Sorry, you can go ahead and just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, that pretty much sums it up. Rogue just comes back, Tempo Storm. Looks um, like the same Tempo Storm is all season and the weekend's over. I don't know if I have game three screenshots. Apparently, I'm going through all my screenshots and I'm not seeing it. All right, well, That's I'm, game I'm, two put you to sleep. I'm putting in what Blitter just said. What Blitter just said is going to be the end of that discussion. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we can, uh, you know, Belligerent really summed it up for us, everyone. That's probably the best uh, we could do. So what Belligerent uh, said there is um, the the review for the tempo and Rogue. Rogue just comes back like they always do, and tempo didn't show up unfortunately so we do have our final set it is tribe versus rogue um you know rogue rogue came out to play or or did tribe come out to play <laughs> no tribe came out to play for yeah. sure so i was uh obviously i didn't get to watch it but at the time when i was doing my things for school because you know school somehow has to be still important in my life uh, i did see that try was playing rogue and i was like "Ooh, can both teams play saw because we have dnzo and hammy who have been just playing saw so i'm interested to see uh, how the battle for saw turned out and which team just let it go and you know maybe moved on from it so yeah i mean for the first up for the the uh, the draft here rogues on side a tribes on side b Rogue did the smart move and they banned away the, the churn walker. That allows them, okay, like, hey, if you want to pick up Saul or if you want to ban away the Saul, that's fine. We're going to pick up the Rhyme. If you want to ban away the Rhyme, we're going to go ahead and pick up the Saul. So, Tribe, they decided to go ahead and pick up, or they, I'm sorry, they tried to ban away the Rhyme and then that allowed Rogue to pick up the Saul. So, we do have Hamby on his Saul. Uh, Tribe counter it with the Celeste. So, they do get the Celeste and then they ban away the Lyra. Rogue bans away the, the Curl. Tribe picks up the Arden, Rogue bans, or I'm sorry, Rogue picks up the Alpha, they pick up the Grace, and then Tribe, they pick up the Rona. So, interesting draft. Yeah, you know, back when I did get to play a lot of VG, I was always very, before uh, banning players and, or 
spanning characters, heroes, and ranked was a thing. I was always very excited when I got to play a Celeste into a Saul in a solo queue ranked because I always would destroy a Saul with Celeste. And that's what I've kind of been seeing with some of these pro players. They've been having a lot of success when they play, uh, you know, that Celeste into uh, the Saul. So, you know, Tribe, uh, they win that first game. So it's kind of interesting to see how Tribe adapts and or how Rogue try to adapt in the second game. Uh, you know, by banning away that Celeste. I don't know if either of you guys have anything else for game one. You guys can obviously talk about that before I do move on to game two. I don't want to. I don't want to rush you. The only thing that I have is we see that Danzo gets that uh, triple Tyrant's monocule build again on that saw. So he was he went five and zero, oh and he absolutely destroyed. He had two hundred thirty six CS. Danzo for game one or two? I'm confused now. Oh, he must yeah, be talking about bad. game two. My bad. He's confused also. Yikes. Got those mixed around. Because I was like, I wait don't... a minute. If Celeste had triple tyrants, I want to see that. That would be badass. <laughs> the, the Sorry, guys. The I had my attacks. screenshots switched around. <laughs> Just ban that out. Go ahead, Belligerent. If you got anything to say about this game. I have nothing to say about this game because I was recuperating from a head wound and sleeping. So you got a head wound, and your Sunday was hell. And then my Sunday, my house slash area got hit by a tornado. So we just had a lovely weekend. <laughs> Legitimately a tornado. Like, not just, like, exaggerating. You actually had a tornado. No, yeah, it was like, confirmed by the National Weather Service that the tornado started literally two blocks from my house, and it lasted for 39 miles. It ended in, like, a county over, and it, like, got stronger as it went. So... You know, I'm pretty, I know this sounds crazy, but for people that don't know, if you live in Indiana, you're like kind of used to like the whole tornado scene. So like, this is the first time I can actually say that I, my house got hit by a tornado. So it's kind of crazy. The good part about this is we didn't think you were going to have power back until Wednesday at 6 p.m. And we're recording earlier, obviously. So we were a little worried about getting out episodes this week, but thankfully they got the power turned yeah, back. Yeah, there on. was about, I think I counted 10 utility trucks behind my house, which consisted of two telf or telephone pole down and two trees down so you know yeah it's been kind of crazy around uh for my uh the last three days of my life but um so here's the real question did you go outside and bitch at the utility trucks and say i gotta do my podcast get it fixed (laughs) (laughs) um i didn't have to this this old man that lives next to me who uh has literally i think i've seen him outside for the last 24 hours straight like literally picking up every leaf that has fell off the trees because he just like is a neat like a clean freak (laughs) and i think he's very concerned about his like yard and everything and he he had the full tree fall down in his yard that's what knocked the power line over so i did see him talking to the utility people and i was like "Ooh, i can only imagine how that conversation's going (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so belligerent and i are alive for everyone that wanted to know we're alive and uh crude just had an easy weekend nothing bad happened to him Whoa, I had storms too. I just didn't have a tornado go through our house. Like, what? True. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I'm confused right. how I didn't know Belligerent smashed his head open, but I guess we don't have to talk about that right now if we don't want to. <laughs> yeah. We should move on back to Vanglory. Oh, okay. We should finish this episode so we can get to the next episode. Oh, you're right. We do have that to do. All right, so our final <laughs> then uh, that we've already been discussing, uh, game two of the final. Do we, uh, I have a screenshot from you, Crude, but uh, to be 100% honest, I'm not even sure if it's the right one. 
Um, does does yeah. does Rogue ban away Celeste first in this That's game? That's all right. He doesn't know yes. the right one either. All right, good. Okay, so Rogue, Rogue, Rogue does ban away. Yes, they start out by banning away the Celeste. So then Tribe they ban away. Um, they ban away the Rhyme. So that allows Rogue to first pick the Saw. Um, Tribe yeah. then they pick up the Alpha. You know, seeing two Tigers on this Alpha. Uh, I've been liking him back on the Alpha more and more. He's been playing better. Tribe does ban away that crawl then. And then uh, Rogue does uh, pick or ban away the Arden. Tribe picks up the Rona. So I was pretty excited to see maybe that Rona in the lane. Uh, last two pickups for Rogue is um, the the Lance and the Black Feather. So seeing this Lance, I was like, yes, we can see you all on Lance. There's no way they can lose. And then last pick for Tribe is Grace. So uh for anyone that did follow this match that did follow twitter afterwards there's a lot of talk from the rogue players uh evolved was definitely criticizing himself there's a lot of times he pointed out that he could have uh githian wall to stop um you know this or that and you know it was pretty difficult uh to see the team struggle on a comp that honestly has been so strong for them a black feather and a saw and they still lose to rona alpha uh you know that rona just did a great job of you know pretty much shutting down hammy yeah, this is the match where D'Anzio goes 5-0 and with the triple Tyrant's monocle and has 236 CS and on just absolutely destroys. Nope, on Saw. Did I say Rona? Are you kidding? Who, who played Rona? Uh, Sibs played Rona. Wait, what? All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tribe wins the week 2-0. I'm belligerent. Follow me on Twitter. Belligerent. belligerent. You BG. don't want your points? You always want your points. <laughs> You got four points in NA, which puts you at a total of 12, which gives you a total of 56. Uh, Crude, he gets a total of seven with his uh, four. Or, yeah, no, he gets a total of six, sorry, with his four from uh, EU. He gets 10, so he's at 56. So Belligerent and Crude, both at 56. I get seven from NA with my strong week of EU with nine. I... Uh, was at 47, and now I'm at a total of 63. So I'm at the top with 63 currently. Belligerent and Crude with 56 both. Final points for NA, Rogue, 30, TSM, 27, Tribe, 23, Cloud9, 23, Hammers, 20, Nova, 14, Tempo, 2, or Tempo, 3, Gangstars, 2. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what you guys will hear because I probably have to cut out everything that just happened. So... Uh, hopefully you got enough of the finals to know what happened but uh yeah you can follow us at tfr underscore esports uh he already signed off 10 minutes ago he's done with this uh crude what do you got you can can follow me at crude sloth vg on twitter uh all right uh cheers guys thanks for joining uh that that was fun it was fun that was a good one but yeah cheers man have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to Time for Rolling. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play Music and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Time for Rolling and at TFR underscore esports. Until next week for another edition of Time for Rolling. Rolling.